Welcome to Hope DXB. Uh, thank you for joining us this afternoon in the midst of the tormenting heat outside. I know it's getting hot and hotter and hotter, but I always say this, I know a place that is hotter and none of us want to go there. So while we are in church enjoying the AC, it's absolutely great. But, uh, you know, people are traveling. People, I mean, kids have got holidays, and that's absolutely fine. We believe that God has a word for those who are here right now, and God's going to bring that word through. Uh, before I begin with my message, I just, wanna, I just want to mention a couple of announcements. I want to get done with the announcements uh, at the very beginning rather than at the end. Uh, so we, as I mentioned last week, we've got a marriage course starting tomorrow which is the 25th of July, and it's a brilliant course. I recommend this course for every married couple. For every married couple, and just to let you know, you don't have to speak, you don't have to speak about uh, your marriage openly in a crowd or in front of other people. It's just, it's just between you and your wife. You know, allowing God to work things within you all and make the marriage the best that it can be. So this course starts tomorrow, and signups are still open. If any of you would like to join, get on our website, go to the menu, click on Empower, and you can join this marriage course. Also, what is beginning on the 9th of August is a next season of Hangouts. And we as a church, we as a church really believe in the power of community. We really believe we really believe that God is building us up to be a community that's not just a community of check-in and check-out. We really believe that God's building up, God's calling, calling us to be a church that is a community that is family. And, and, and one of the things that, that are very close to our hearts and one of the main lifelines of our church is hangouts, or also known as small groups. So we'd encourage you to please join a hangout. It is for you. It is not only for you, it is also for them. Because I really believe that we're not only called to receive a blessing, God's put us in places and in positions where we can be a blessing as well. So it is for them and it is for you as well. So please join a hangout. You can get on our website, hopedxp.com. Click on the menu, go to Embrace, and there are a number of Hangouts out there that you can choose from, and some of them are traveling. Uh, and some, of them, some of them are traveling. Some of those who have a desire to start a Hangout, they're gonna come back a couple of weeks from now, and their names are gonna be on our website as well. But I wanna encourage you, wanna encourage you to join a Hangout. Join a Hangout. It's the best thing that could happen to you. One of the best things that could happen to you, for you and your family. Great. <sighs> Everything's so quiet. <laughs> you know, today, uh, I really felt, you know, last week I spoke about, as a, as a community, we're not only called to be connected, to have a desire to be connected, we're called to stay connected. You know? And for me, one of the main things also for our community is I believe that as a community, as a family, as a people who is part, as a bunch of people who are part of this community, in every walk of life, through everything that we may go through, we are called to be 
blessed. We are called to be blessed. I believe that every person in this community, every family represented in this community is called to be blessed. Turn to the person next to you and say, I am blessed. You know, some of you are like, I am blessed. I can't see it right now, but whatever, I am. Listen, listen, listen. You know, there's power in proclamation and declaration. Okay? You don't go to God and go, God, if you want to give it to me, just give it to me. If not, just forget it. Give it to my neighbor. You know? You want to give me the job? Fine. I've been without a job for two years. You want to give it to me? Give it. Don't want it. It's fine. I'll just wait for another two. No, no. You don't do that, right? God, I trust you, God. I'm, I've been waiting. I trust you enough to know that I'm called to be blessed, even in this present situation, and you will give me what I need. That's how we go to God. There's power and declaration and proclamation. So turn to the person next to you now and say, I am blessed. Do you see, do you see the difference, the vocal difference? Do you see the vocal difference? When you, when you take charge and when you speak in authority? You might have thought that you just said it for the sake of saying it, but when you confess with your mouth that you are blessed, you are actually, you are actually exhorting Christ. You are exhorting God on the throne and showing what He's able on, and, 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 and declaring what He's capable of doing in your life and believing that it's going to come through. When you say, I'm blessed, you're actually giving glory to God. Because you understand that you're the son and daughter of a high God. So no matter what, you are blessed. You know, the problem is with us as Christians, we've, we've, we've re we relate blessing to what we can receive rather than a state of being blessed no matter what is going on in our present situation. You know what I'm saying? We always, are you blessed? No, I haven't received anything. What are you talking about? The very fact that you were able to open up your eyes today and you got out from bed, that in itself is a blessing. Do you know how many people today? Yeah, give God, give God glory. Do you know how many people today, right now around the world, haven't been privileged enough to wake up to a new day? But the very fact that you woke up this morning, you were able to breathe the breath of a breath of fresh air, that in itself shows how blessed you are. That in itself shows that God cares for you. That in itself shows that God is not done with you. It's not over till he says it's over. Till the time you have life, you are blessed. And many of us have termed blessing as only as something as that we receive. You know, sometimes, you know, we, we've, we've created uh, this new language, church language called Christianese. I don't know how many, of you, how many of you speak it. I used to speak it fluently. I used to speak it fluently. I mean, uh, I've lost touch. I mean, it's a good thing. But I used to speak it fluently back many years ago. Why? Because I like, to put, I, I like to put that mask. I don't want people to see what's happening on the inside. So when I would walk into church, having an anchor weighing me down, dragging myself to church, 
And when I enter through those doors, how are you doing today? Blessed. <laughs> Blessed. Highly favored. When there's this boulder chained to my leg weighing me down. Why? Because we are scared of what people will say or think of us. But we've made it like that. We've made the blessing like that. If you don't receive, you're not blessed. But blessing is not, a, blessing is not uh, just about receiving. It's a, state of being, of, it's a state of being blessed and knowing that you're blessed no matter what. You might be having the most, you might be going through the most difficult situation in your life today. But you are still blessed. It could be a lot worse, but it's not. The very fact that you're, that, that, that you're being allowed to go through that situation shows that God has a plan. Because otherwise he wouldn't allow you to go through it. If God allows you to go through something, be rest assured that he knows what you're capable of. Very often he knows that you're a lot stronger than you think you are. You know, and we might, you know, we all seek, we all desire a blessed life. We all desire a blessed life. We might not use those exact words, but today people talk about, you know, the fulfilled life or the happy life. The meaning is the same. The meaning is the same. What, the question is, what is it that everyone wants out of life? People want happiness. You know, maybe you might think that's the right answer over there. But the second question and answer, where can happiness be found? In God and God alone. In God and God alone. Here's the basic conundrum of life. We all by nature seek happiness. Some people think they can find it in things of the world. You know, but Billy Graham, in most of his crusades, he would, he would say this. You know, whenever he would speak in most of his crusades, Billy Graham would say this. You will never find peace. You will never find joy. You will never find happiness apart from Jesus Christ. You will never find peace. You will never find joy. You will never find happiness apart from Jesus Christ. And that's true for most of us, all of us. Wealth can do many things, but it cannot buy peace of mind. Fame can do many things, but it cannot give us lasting joy. Power can do many things, but it cannot free us from guilt. You know, I'm speaking on the book of James today. I'm just speaking from one verse, just one verse. And when James wrote to the when James wrote this book, he wrote it to the suffering Christians across the Roman Empire. He included this verse, and he tells us how, as Christians, we can be blessed by God. He terms this as the path to true happiness. You know, now there's good news and there's bad news in this verse. The good news is. This blessing is available to anyone who wants it. The bad news is the blessing comes with a price tag. The blessing comes with a price tag. You know, and I, wanna, I just want to share these three steps to understanding you are blessed. These, th these three steps to God's blessing. 
Listen, these, there are not only three steps, there are so many ways, okay, how you can experience the blessing of God. But from this verse, I just want to share three steps with you this afternoon. The first is we endure our trials. We endure our trials. You know, James 1, 12a. Now, don't look in your Bible for 12a. There is no 12a, okay? It's the first part of the verse. Okay, 12a is the first part of the verse. I've broken it down in three. It says, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. You know, the Greek word, you know, the most important word in that phrase is under. The most important word. The Greek word has the idea of soldiers standing when the enemy mounts a fierce attack. When others cut and run, this man stands and fights. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. When other people on the front line, they run away, they give in, they say, no, we cannot. We want to save our life. This person stands there and fights. He does not give in to fear. He does not flinch when the battle gets hot and he does not look for a quick way out. He stands and fights when the enemy storms the ramparts. When trouble comes, this man stands and fights. You know, God delivers his people, his children in two different ways. Sometimes he delivers us from trials and we might not even know that we might, we, we might not even know that we were going through a trial. Sometimes God delivers us from trials, and most of the time, truth be told, we're not aware when something like this happens. We won't know until we, we get to heaven how many times God actually intervened to protect us from danger. But sometimes God protects us through trials. He gives us what we need as we go through the fiery furnace of affliction so that when our furnace time is over, we will emerge stronger than when we were before. But most of us would not want to go through the trial. We would like to be delivered from the trial. You know, and that's a perfectly normal way to feel. But rarely do we have a choice. Sometimes sickness comes whether we want it or not. Sometimes in our companies, some news from the head, the head of the company or the boss comes that we don't want to hear. We didn't really expect it coming at that point in time. Sometimes, you know, things happen in families. Things happen between friends and we don't really expect it. And we, we, we kind of like think, God, why am I going through this? Bad things happen all the time. Bad things happen all the time. You know, and to be honest, I know of no way to avoid the troubles that come along with living in a fallen world. I know of no way to avoid all of these troubles coming. As far as trials are concerned, we are in one of three places. Either some of us right now are coming out of a trial, some of us are in a trial, or the last good news, some of us are about to get into a trial. 
Some of us are about to enter a trial and we don't know it yet. You know, James does not offer us schemes that will enable us to avoid the troubles. He doesn't offer us schemes, okay, that, 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 uh, that will enable us to avoid the troubles that come our way or try to get out of them quickly. But it does say this, God promises a blessing to those who will endure their trials with grace, dignity, and fortitude. God promises a blessing. The second thing very quickly that I want to say is, we are approved by God. James 1, 12b, the second part of the verse says, for when he has stood the test, for when he has stood the test, other, 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 uh, passage, other passages or other versions of the same scripture narrated this way. When he has passed the test, once his testing is complete, once he has been approved, or when he has proved he is strong. You know, life is nothing but a series of tests. Life is nothing but a series of tests. Some we will pass, some we will fail. And those we will fail, we learn from and get up, we pick up our mat again and we walk, saying, God, I failed this, it's okay, I'm gonna pass the next one. If God is for me, who can be against me? My God says, you will never leave me nor forsake me. I might have failed, but my God hasn't. Some tests we will pass, some we will fail. We may face a sudden new challenge on the job. Your boss may fire you with no, with no warning. You may seem so, you may, you, may, you, may, you may seem, simply feel overwhelmed that you can't imagine going on for another day. Chronic pain may be your constant companion. But James wants us to know that standing strong in hard times brings its own reward. We will be approved by God. We will pass the test. We will gain the price. Don't allow anything to bring you down. If God hasn't brought you down yet, it is not over. If God hasn't brought you down yet, the fight is not done. If God hasn't brought you down yet, you still have a lot of fight on the inside of you. If God hasn't brought you down yet, in spite of all of those things, you can be rest assured that God, my God, is going to get me through this. You know, musicians would understand this, okay? Musicians would understand what, what I'm going to say. This lady, a Canadian author, Anne Wascamp, she wrote a blog. She wrote a blog called The Law of Guitar Days. It's based on the observation that in order to make beautiful music, you need to put, you must put the guitar strings under great stress. In order to make beautiful music, you must put the guitar strings under great stress. Music is made in stress. Okay, the person doesn't go through stress. Your instrument is put under great stress. A string, this is what she says, a string has to be stressed. It has to be pulled tight to make music. The string has to be moved from its comfortable resting position 
if it's ever going to be able to make music. A limp string makes no music. You have, to you have to tighten it and then tighten it some more. Only when the string is pulled can it produce a beautiful sound. So it is with you and with me. When we are relaxed and comfortable, when all the bills are being paid, when everything is going well with family, my job is fine, my health is fine, and all is well in our corner of the world, life will be grand. Life may be grand, but we don't make much music then. We don't make much music. We have to be pulled, stretched in ways that would make us scream with pain, pulled almost to the breaking point, tightened again and again by the master musician who knows how much we can take and who will not stop until we are stretched to the point where our lives produce the beautiful music of heaven. No one says this is easy or fun or painless. Making music for God comes at a high cost. Making music for God comes at a high cost. But that music, the melody that our lives produce, when we are put under stress and yet endure it joyfully because we are trusting in the Lord, that song that we sing, the symphony of suffering, that is what it means to be approved and pass the test. That's what it means. We all want the music of heaven, but we don't want the pain. But let me tell you, they both go together. You can't have one without the other. And what happens when you stand firm, when you, when, when you stand steadfast under trial, when you don't, when, when, when you don't move from the place of, of when, you, when, when you don't allow the test to get the better of you, when you don't move, when you're not brought down, when you're not shaken, but when you stand the test of time, what happens? We receive the crown of life. He will receive the crown of life which God has promised to those who love Him. You know, the Christian life is hard. Sometimes it is very hard indeed. But the better that we should know that now on the front end and not be surprised and overwhelmed when tough times come. But the good news is God intends for us to fight through to victory. God intends for us to fight through to victory. That's his policy. Victory at all costs, however long and however hard the road may be. Excuse, excuse this sound, okay? Sorry. You know, God intends for each and every one of us to wear the victor's crown. God intends for each and every one of us to wear the victor's crown. You know, there was a song that Darlene Czech uh, sang many years ago. She wrote, she wrote this song when she defeated cancer and uh, I'm not, I'm not going to sing it all, but, you know, I'm just going to say it. You know, she wrote this song, and part of the song says, Every hard thing must come down. Every stronghold shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You've overcome. You've overcome. Anyone heard this song? Every hard thing must come down. 
Every stronghold shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You've overcome. You've overcome. Listen, that's the promise for you. Whatever stronghold that is in front of you will be brought down. Because as a community, not just as one person or two people or three families within this community, as a family, I believe we are all called to be blessed. Whatever is standing in front of us will be brought down. It's okay, we're going through a tough time right now. We're going through a testing, but we're not going to give in. That job, that job interview you had, you're waiting for the response. I want to look at you, Steve, and I want to say this. Okay, this was not planned, but I want to say your job is on its way. Your breakthrough is on its way. People have kept you hanging, but you're not hanging. God's not kept you hanging. You're in God's hands and you're safe. You're in God's hands and you're safe. It is on its way and it is going to come through. It is going to come through. Every stronghold be brought down in the name of Jesus. This is the community that God is building us. This is the community that God is calling us to be. God's not done yet. God wants to touch you throughout the week. And God, we just thank you, Lord, for... We thank you in advance for the breakthrough everyone is going to receive who came up over here in the front. We thank you for the breakthrough in advance as well for those who are seated. We thank you, Lord, for we believe we as a community are called to be blessed. We as a community are called to be blessed. And no one, absolutely no one, is going to be able to take away that blessing. I just pray a release of that throughout the week as well. That this week would be a phenomenal week for each and every one of us. In Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. Amen.